Welcome to the Dry Bones Ministries podcast, where we strive to provide great preaching and teaching so that listeners will discover or rediscover the goodness, truth, and beauty of our Catholic faith. If you are interested in supporting the work we are doing, visit us at drybonespgh.org or follow us on social media at drybonespgh. Thanks for joining us. We hope that you are inspired, uplifted, and encouraged. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Dry Bones Ministries special podcast series on the Litany of Trust. My name is Father Adam Potter, and today we pray with day 25, where the petition on our lips is that you give me all the strength I need for what is asked. Jesus, I trust in you. This is a crazy petition to really bring before the Lord, especially as with life and the very makeup of how it is, it brings us to these different precipices, these different breaking points, these different thresholds where in our own pursuits and our own um, even just efforts to live and to live well in terms of relationships and to love well, and even in our, our ways of navigating the forces of the world and the animosity and the oppression, the attacks and difficulties, all these different realities really push us to recognize I'm not strong enough on my own <laughs> and, and to, to recognize I, I really need to abandon myself to God in this life such that I can have what I need to be able to to navigate and to make it. And a lot of us can juggle this our, our entire life to really come to that I'll call it a childlike freedom to to recognize I need to completely trust and abandon myself to the loving Father and to really believe that as a child has so intuitively built in them that my parents are good. They will take care of me. They'll give me what I what I need. All I need to do is abandon myself to that. And so, yeah, to be able to, to throw ourselves into this. I was kind of thinking of an anecdote. I hope I don't use this too early because I'm going to bring this up later on in um, one of our last petitions. But I was reminded of um, growing up, I was hanging out with this uh, one of my best friends growing up down the street. And I was helping one of his younger siblings, his little sister. I was teaching her how to, how to ride a two-wheel bike. And I don't know why none of my siblings <laughs> let me teach them how to ride a two-wheel bike. Maybe I tortured them enough. They were like, nope, I do not trust you. Well, this girl was crazy enough to let me teach her, which was fun. I don't know. I was old enough just to kind of like run alongside her and kind of teach her the the balance and to run behind her, holding onto the, the back of the seat as, yeah, she, you know, was able to take off the training wheels and to really experience the the balance on her own. And if you've ever taught someone how to ride a two-wheel bike, you know there is a real art to being able to be with them and not be with them, to be with them uh, holding the seat when it's necessary, and then also learning how to let go and to teach them that they're doing it kind of a thing. All the while doing that very delicately such that they don't recognize that you're not holding on, freak out and crash and then lose all trust in you. And so to think about how the Lord is so good at working with us like this, 
showing us that, that he will give us all the strength that we need for what is asked. And in this amazing way that, that he's with us and yet really empowering us to be able to live in this abandonment of this relationship with him uh, and the, the strength, the power that, that he gives us to live in a, in a way that in the idea of letting go of the seat, right? In a way that we're able to live in this abandonment to trusting our, ourselves by completely trusting that he's there, he's with me, and he'll, he'll guide my thoughts, my words, and my actions. So there are a lot of examples. I love the, the way that Sister brings us right to St. Charles Luanga, one of these incredible heroes of, in his early days as a Christian, being baptized, was this incredible influencer for his friends and, and family and, and everyone around him to recognize the dignity that comes from being baptized and the new life that he's invited to and that they will not compromise and go along with the sexual advances of the king or any compromise in what they know to be true about who they are and about how the world is ordered and the truth of what it is. And this has everything to do, not just with like fighting an oppressive power or something like that. It has everything to do with love, right? That this strength that Sister Faustina invites us to really pray for, that you, God, will give me all the strength that I need for what is asked. She plays with this throughout this entire day of connecting strength to love, strength to love, power to love, and and that we might see that too, that everything that the Lord calls us to is ultimately a manifestation of love, of giving ourselves, of serving others. And so, yeah, one of the stories that I, I love to to point to is the story of Moses and his call. He's such a great, relatable figure in, in all of this, right? Just to remember Moses and his calling at the burning bush. He, at this point, is a wanted murderer and a deserter from his own people in uh, of Israel in Egypt. And here he's speaking to God in the burning bush, who's calling him to fulfill this incredible task to go back to Pharaoh and to set his people free to serve him in the wilderness. And of course, Moses' response is horror, terror, <laughs> utter fear. There are a couple of fears that uh, I think we can point out, and maybe you can relate to any of these. His first fear that he's the, is that he's unworthy. He plays the humble card. In Exodus 3.12, he says, Who am I, Lord? You've got the wrong person, right? There's someone better out there. And I love that God doesn't say, No, Moses, you are worthy. You're the most qualified. Instead, God says, But I'll be with you. And this will be your sign. This is Exodus 3.12. I'll be with you. The second fear, vanity. (laughs) Like, right? They're going to think I'm crazy. Here's what he says. But Lord, they will not believe me. And they'll say, the Lord did not appear to you. And here's what God doesn't say. Oh, you will have the support of the people. Everyone will believe you. You have such charisma or this great likability or popular opinions. Like, No, he says, but I'll be with you. And here's the sign. And he gives them the sign of the rod that will turn into a snake and the leprous hand that will change instantly. 
And this still isn't enough, right? Moses had a, has a third fear, public speaking. He says, oh, my Lord, I'm not eloquent. Either heretofore or since thou hast spoken to thy servant, but I'm slow of speech and tongue. It sounds like Moses identifies as having a, a speech impediment, right? And God doesn't say, oh, no, 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 Moses, you're a great speaker. <laughs> no, he says, now go and I will be with your mouth and teach you what you shall speak. So how about us, right? What are we afraid of in following the Lord? The Lord is calling each and every one of us to follow him. And the reality is we all have our excuses and our fears. And maybe like Moses, God will say to each one of us, but I'll be with you but I'm unworthy. I've got to pass. And what if I stand out? Or what if I don't speak well? What if I stutter, stumble, or make a mistake? And we can go on and on and on with all of our butts. And God is so much bigger than our butts. Sorry, that was a lousy joke. <laughs> but he is, right? And to really appreciate the way that, that God, um, the God of the universe doesn't say that those things aren't real, right? And the things that are overwhelming, or maybe our own imperfections, he doesn't take them away and says, instead, he says, stop looking at your fears and your weaknesses, your insecurities. Stay focused on me, right? Do not be afraid. I will be with you. Where do you and I need to, to hear that word, right? I'll be with you. God, that you will give me all the strength I need for what is asked, right? The strength is him. It's his grace. It's his love. It's his presence. It's his mercy that will be with me. Even if I don't feel him holding on to the seat behind my two-wheel bike, right? Like I know that he's with me and I know that he's taught me and I know that he's infusing his own grace into my life to navigate whatever the obstacle is. Remember the story of Peter walking on water? That's just an amazing biblical story that sometimes we don't give enough credit to. I don't know. Sometimes these gospel passages can be so familiar to us that it's like, oh yeah, and then Peter walked on water. It's like, what? No, here, remember the, the story that in the gospel, there's this incredible storm that swells up. Well, Peter and the apostles are all out on the um, Sea of Galilee. And these storms, maybe you've heard this before from different homilies or, or insights, were very common just in, in the way that the sea was big enough and it was surrounded by this mountainous hillside. Mountain Mountains might be a little strong for anyone living in the mountainous regions of the Appalachians or whatever, but a whole hill such that the wind, whenever it would pick up, could come rushing right over the side of those hills and really storm, pick up strong storms. And so here, Peter, professional fisherman with James, John, other professional fishermen, right? These aren't scrubs. They're fearing for their lives in the midst of this storm, calling out, Lord, save us. And here's where Jesus appears to them, right? God made man comes to them in the midst of the storm. What an incredible insight into who God is. He comes to us, the creator of the cosmos, the great I am. He says, do not be afraid. Take heart, right? It is I. I am the great I am. And Peter's response is pretty crazy, right? Um, 
out of all the things that he could say, it's like, oh, Lord, it's you. You're here, right? Maybe an initial thought would be, Lord, if that's you, fix the storm, right? Take away the, the winds, the waves, the lightning, the thunder, like fix the problem. And instead, what, what Peter says is really incredible. Lord, if that's you, call me to yourself. Call me to yourself. I, that's pretty wild. I, I think Peter kind of gets a bad reputation for often sticking his foot in his mouth. And it's not that he doesn't deserve it. But I, 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 love, this, I love this line. And I think he's a great witness to us. That idea of wanting to be drawn to the Lord in the midst of turmoil and distress. This is at the heart of discipleship. Peter has this courage and confidence that comes not from himself, but from the Lord. And it's from that place of trust that Peter's able to do amazing things, like walk on the water. Of course, the lesson is that, um, that we can't overlook. Inasmuch as he keeps his eyes fixed on the Lord, he's able to walk. Right, truly miraculous, walk on water. But inasmuch as he keeps his eyes fixed on the storm, the turmoil, the danger, he sinks. He sinks. And so what an incredible thing, right, that as we pray this petition, that you will give me all the strength I need for what is asked. Jesus, I trust in you. That we too need to ask, where are, what's our focus on? Are we focused on our own weaknesses, our own insecurities like Moses, our own vanities? Or are we fixed on, God and his prompts, I will be with you. Here's Peter walking on, on the water, right? Like are, ours, are, our, are, are our eyes fixed on Jesus, the God of the universe, the God of the cosmos who created everything? Or are we worried about the circumstances? Are we worried about the storms? Are we worried about the pressures? Where are our, are our eyes? Because I just hear the Lord saying, keep your eyes on me. But the wind, Lord, it's like, keep your eyes on me. The sharks, like, keep your eyes on me. But if I fail, they're going to laugh. It's like, keep your eyes on me. What if I'm alone? Keep your eyes on me. What if I don't succeed? Keep your eyes on me. What if I have this sin that I'm still attached to? Keep your eyes on me. What if I don't have this whole faith thing figured out? Keep your eyes on me. Again and again, the Lord invites us to really trust that by being united to him, being having trust and confidence in him, We can be drawn to him and find this intimacy, union with him. And there we find the strength that we need. The strength that we need. The very beginning of this chapter, Sister Faustina says, Thankfully, the ability to love is not simply the result of practice coupled with positive self-talk. I can do it. I have what it takes. Right? Like, of course not. No, it's a gift from God of which we are never the source. That's something to really take to heart, to find the Lord as our source, to time and time again in these moments of being overwhelmed, of being afraid, of really having an incredible pressure, we turn to him to be our strength and to fill us. I want to point you to to one of the, uh, one of my favorite quotes from Pope Benedict the Sixteenth. He has this really incredible um, invitation in his opening homily that I think if you're willing to 
to go with me. I'm just going to read the, the whole thing. I really hope you're familiar with this. I've heard this before. If not, look, look it up. This is his opening homily as Pope, the very first one. And he really quotes his predecessor, John Paul II, who has that famous line of, be not afraid, right? Open wide the doors to Christ. And so Benedict takes this and here's, here's what he says. Are we not perhaps all afraid in some way? If we let Christ enter fully into our lives, if we open ourselves totally to him, are we not afraid he might take something away from us? Are we not perhaps afraid to give up something significant, something unique, something that makes life so beautiful? Do we not then risk ending up diminished and deprived of our freedom? And once again, the Pope said, no, he's referring to JP two. No, if we let Christ into our lives, we lose nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing of what makes life free, beautiful, and great. No, only in this friendship are the doors of life opened wide. Only in this friendship is the great potential of human existence truly revealed. Only in this friendship do we experience beauty and liberation. And so today, with great strength and great conviction on the basis of long personal experience of life, I say to you, dear young people, do not be afraid of Christ. He takes nothing away and gives you everything. When we give ourselves to him, we receive a hundredfold in return. Yes, open wide the doors to Christ and you will find true life. Amen. Beautiful, home. Huh? Yeah, how amazing. We just, we just had an incredible Pope and Benedict. And so, yeah, to really think about where we need the Lord's strength. That I'm not sure what the storms of your life are, what those things are in your life that incite fear, where those wounds are in your heart that you're terrified to let anyone see. But I do know that, that in the midst of this storm, right, like the Lord is present. We see that tangibly in the Eucharist and the the Lord truly present in the tabernacle, in that church, so we can go there no matter what's happening in our life and come and to find him there waiting for us, right? That tabernacle light is on. And many of us want to to pray, Lord, if that's you, take the storm away. Take away that fear, that insecurity, that wound, that obstacle. But maybe as we come before the Lord and acknowledge his presence, that strength, that power, we can really pray, Lord, if that's you, draw me to yourself. That's the line of Peter. Draw me to yourself. Give me your strength, your power, that I can totally rely on you. With that, let's turn uh, to the Lord in prayer and as, as we pray our, our litany of trust. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The litany of trust. From the belief that I have to earn your love, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear that I am unlovable, deliver me, Jesus. From the false security that I have what it takes, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear that trusting you will leave me more destitute, deliver me, Jesus. Jesus. 
from all suspicion of your words and promises, deliver me, Jesus. From the rebellion against childlike dependency on you, deliver me, Jesus. From refusals and reluctances in accepting your will, deliver me, Jesus. From anxiety about the future, deliver me, Jesus. From resentment or excessive preoccupation with the past, deliver me, Jesus. From restless self-seeking in the present moment, deliver me, Jesus. From disbelief in your love and presence, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being asked to give more than I have, deliver me, Jesus. From the belief that my life has no meaning or worth, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of what love demands, deliver me, Jesus. From discouragement, deliver me, Jesus. That you are continually holding me, sustaining me, loving me, Jesus, I trust in you. That your love goes deeper than my sins and failings and transforms me. Jesus, I trust in you. That not knowing what tomorrow brings is an invitation to lean on you. Jesus, I trust in you. That you are with me in my suffering. Jesus, I trust in you. That my suffering united to your own will bear fruit in this life and the next. Jesus, I trust in you. That you will not leave me orphan. That you are present in your church. Jesus, I trust in you. That your plan is better than anything else. Jesus, I trust in you. That you always hear me and in your goodness always respond to me. Jesus, I trust in you. That you give me the grace to accept forgiveness and to forgive others. Jesus, I trust in you. That you give me all the strength I need for what is asked. Jesus, I trust in you. That my life is a gift. Jesus, I trust in you. That you will teach me to trust you. Jesus, I trust in you. That you are my Lord and my God. Jesus, I trust in you. That I am your beloved one. Jesus, I trust in you. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this episode. To learn more about Drybones Ministries, events, and initiatives, and to support this podcast, go to drybonespgh.org. Thanks. And God bless you.